Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Brown back on it again. He tried to tip it back to the blue line, but intercepted. And Schindel race up ice with it. He'll play it to Tarasenko, left wing. He shoots, oh. scores! Vladimir Tarasenko gives the Blues a one nothing lead. 25 seconds into the second. You know what they call Kerber these days? Wally Pip. Ooh. Took a day off. Lou Gehrig hopped into that lineup. Didn't leave for a while. What a great call and what a great thrill. Not only do you get the chance to hop in the booth, call some blues action. If Let's be honest. If you're that guy, Charlie, who do you want scoring? I was just thinking that. If you're maybe practicing for that moment, you're practicing for a Vladdy goal. You're not thinking, Carl Gunnarsson. Oh, I mean, it's Vladdy and oh, he scores. Why do you hate the No, Swedes? I love Gunny. I'm just saying that's the guy you want to score. He did it. That voice, Andy Zilch, last week on the Blues Radio Network, a chance to hop behind the mic for a Blues broadcast. Andy, welcome aboard. Tell us, how cool was that? Oh, it was unbelievable, and, and thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. And, you know, I, I got to start this thing off with, with saying thanks to Chris Kerber because without him, none of this would have been possible. I mean, you have a play-by-play guy in the NHL for over 20 years now, I think is what it's been. And, and he decides to give up the second period for a youngster up and comer. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure he just wanted to sit back, put his feet up, but you're right. <laughs> uh, how did this play? How did this play out? I mean, have you guys been corresponding? Did you say, Hey, I got an idea curbs. He calls you out of nowhere. Give us an idea how this happened. Well, uh, so, you know, I, I've been traveling all over the country here to, to chase the dream of getting to the NHL. And, and I popped from South Carolina to Massachusetts to New York, now to California. And, uh, every time I've had a chance to see the Blues play, I, I've been able to skip over either to Buffalo or down to Boston or even New York. And uh, I just to see my friends, you know, I, I interned there for two years. I know a lot of the players, that, well, not a, no players anymore, but I know a lot of the personnel. And, and uh, it's just good to see familiar faces. And uh, I told Kerber I was coming up, and, and he said, great, I'll see you when you get here. And then about 545, he sends me a text, and he said, Hey, when you get here, grab some notes, and you're going to do the second period for me. Wow. And at that point, are you checking for your depends? I mean, are you nervous? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I was. I was like, oh, man, let's hang on. Let me get there because L.A. traffic, boy, that's a whole new beast. And I mean, it took me probably 30 minutes to get uh, a tenth of a mile. And, and I was that close to the arena, too. I could see the arena, and it was 30 minutes just sitting and tap and go, tap and go. So I'm like, oh, this is the longest traffic I've ever sat in my life. And then I get there, and it's it's right to work. You know, I, I got to know everybody that's on the ice. And I'm familiar with the Blues. I'm not that familiar with the Kings. I'm more familiar with their minor league team. So I got to retrain my brain real quick to know that number 19 is not the AHL guy. It's the NHL guy. And what's really weird, Charlie, is the goal was actually scored by Cairo, but he just changed it to Tarasenko because he wanted it for his resume tape. It sounds better. People <laughs> Genius. Don't even, people don't even realize. Nobody knows. That's the beauty of radio. I was making everything up. So, Andy, tell us right now you're broadcasting for the San Diego Goals. How long have you been doing that? And then what do you do as, as obviously you have this great opportunity and you said it's everybody's dream to get to the NHL. You want to get there. So are you sending out uh, tapes or, or CDs? Uh, you know, I guess now you could just probably send it on the computer. But how are you trying to get to the NHL right now? Yeah, it's basically just kind of a, a sit and wait. Uh, I've been in San Diego since August. I came here from upstate New York with the Vancouver AHL team. Uh, and I've also worked with the Columbus AHL team and the Arizona AHL team in Massachusetts. 
So really, it's every summer, it's just keeping your eyes and ears open, uh, contacting everybody that you come in and communication with. So I've been lucky enough to meet several NHL broadcasters. And, uh, you know, whenever you go to a rink, uh, I try to meet as many guys as I can, talk with them, get their ear. You know, nobody's the best, and everybody's always trying to improve. Maybe Doc Emmerich can say that he's the best, but that's it. You know, everybody wants to get that upper echelon and networking, knowing guys, getting your, your feet to the pavement when the summer comes. That's what it's all about. So you grew up in St. Louis, went to CBC, right? And then where after that, give us, where'd you go to college and were you calling games at that level? Yeah, I was. Uh, so I went to Lindenwood University and the biggest decision for me to go there was I was able to get on air my very first year. And uh, I believe it was even my first semester that I was on air and I was started calling high school football games and then. Uh, that parlayed into every sport you could think. I did women's field hockey. I did uh, lacrosse. Of course, I did men's and women's hockey. I did roller hockey. I did baseball and then a little LU football. So I was trying to get my hand in everything. And then I just kind of decided, you know what, I, I love hockey too much. I, I think I want to keep going. And uh, after a, a Rams internship, it parlayed into a Blues internship. So, Andy, give us your, your style as a broadcaster. Are you pretty matter-of-fact? you like to have fun and kind of be a storyteller? I'm guessing some of these stops in the minor leagues, were you doing some of these games by yourself where you basically have to kind of fill time the, the whole time with, with no partner? Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I'm pretty matter-of-fact. I, I don't like to get too opinionative because, you know what, that's my opinion, and, and not many people might agree with it. So I, I'd like to just state the facts, move forward, and, uh, you're right, though. When you are broadcasting a game by yourself, you, you almost have to ca- have a conversation with two people amongst <laughs> yourself. So it gets a little challenging sometimes. Luckily enough, here in San Diego, I have a color commentator at home with me, so uh, I get to bounce stuff off of him. But uh, other than that, on the road, I will share a few stories and just do simple observations. It's almost like people watching, and then you comment about it, and it, it makes for a good story. And let's be honest. If you're going to be calling minor league hockey, you could be up in, God bless, upstate New York in wintertime, but you're in San Diego. I know the NHL at one point will come calling, but, dude, you're in San Diego. How bad is life there? Uh, you know what? I, I look outside the window, and it's uh, a brisk probably 70 degrees. The sun's beating down on the streets. It, it looks beautiful here. and It's not always that way. There are some tough days here in San Diego where it's raining and 50 degrees. I'll tell you, it's oh, tough. Yeah. Aww. Right. This poor guy. Andy Zilch with us. Got to call the uh, Blues second period last week. That was also the night. Was that the night that John Hamm was on the TV side? Correct. Yeah, he even came over to the radio booth, too. So it was good to see him talk it up. And uh, he also dropped a, a big one about Top Gun, too. So that was pretty cool to hear. Really? News being made yeah. in that Blues broadcast booth. Uh, Andy, the name Zilch, I said earlier, a very cool name for a sports guy. Now, I'm just an, I'm an idea guy, Chuck. Not all my ideas are good, right? Correct? 100%. But... Not, you mean 100%? 100% in the fact that they're not good. Yes, I'm sorry. But sometimes they're good, 100%. That sometimes you could incorporate that like, oh, it's a shutout for the goals and you got zilch. Huh? <laughs> huh? I actually, I, I started, uh, gosh, I think when I got to the AHL, uh, break the zilch challenge where I would open it up to fans on Twitter and if they guessed who would score the first goal of the game for the home team, there you go. they would get you know an autographed puck or an autographed stick or something along those lines. So I actually have incorporated my name into a little uh, giveaways. Very cool. Well, Andy, congrats on getting to do it and the success so far. We'll keep an eye on you. What year uh, cadet were you? I was 05. 05. Just a kid, Chuck. So he was a little bit – did you make the move west? You were a little bit at the old school, a little bit at the new school? 
correct. Yeah, I had two and two. So I was fortunate enough to be one of the last few classes to know what the old school looked like and and even felt like on the fourth floor uh, in that heated building. Gosh, it was so hot up there. Two years ahead of me. That's CBC. It. I was two years seven. Yeah. Off over here. We got a, the CBC Army here in the building. And how cool was it sitting with Joey Vitale, another CB guy? Well, that was that was amazing because I'll never forget. I, I had a class with him. He was a year older than me, but you know he was a big hockey star at CBC. And uh, I always sat in the back with the juniors. He was get this, but he was in the front of the class as a wow. senior. I don't know why he was sitting in the front, but he was in the front of the class. And uh, I told him about it when I got to LA. I said, Joe, you might not remember me because we rarely ever spoke, but I was in a class with you, and we we reminisced about that. And not only did him and I have go to CBC, but we had Richie Jankowski, Mike Caruso, who both are on the Blues personnel, that also went to CBC. I mean, hey, look out. Cadets are taking over. How about that? Mike Caruso was, and Caruso was actually on the trip because they went to L.A. He tends to skip a lot of those trips when they go to Columbus or Carolina. They're in L.A., and John Hamm is going to be there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, senior executive Mike Caruso is like, boy, I, I think they're going to need me. On the Richie, don't worry, I got this trip. It tends to, I got to tell you, Charlie, like we do our old Rams trips and then we do a little draft. And Chuck's like, well, I think they're going to want me in Phoenix. They're going to probably want me in Seattle. Martin, they probably need you to go to Cleveland. You can take Baltimore. Fisher, Fisher's leaving on a Wednesday. Buffalo's probably a good trip for you. I'll take San Diego. Zach, I was thinking you'd be good in Cincinnati, and that's the way it works. Hey, Andy, good to talk to you and all the best. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Andy. Andy Zilch, another idea. Again, they're not all good ideas. You just want to be memorable. Goal for the goals, right? You could work goal and goals into sort of something there. And you had, back in the day, I can't remember which show. You had so many different shows, sports shows, news talk shows, the Martin Kilcoin show. That was about other people. It was an ensemble show. But you you had, he's a nothing. If you did local sports talk radio, you could have, he's a zilch. Guys, a nothing. He's a zilch. That's what Dave Job does too. He's right? a nothing. Guys, a zilch. He's a zilch. It's a zilch. We do have a lot to get to. I didn't realize it. Good for him. Great show. Very cool. I Someone got to texted in saying this is a ten out of a ten show. Wow. You know what's weird is Brad Strom, your friend of the show. He's sort of the Rudy Martsky of this show. We have our personal critic, media critic. He used to be a podcaster, so we'd get the commentary at night. Two days in a row, he's commenting live, listening live. Because I think he kind of donkeys around at work, and he said he's now. Oh, when he's at work, I think he goes in just Tuesdays and Wednesdays right. for maybe four hours a day. He said he got out of the office a little bit, so he's listening today. Uh, ten out of ten. Although I'm a little offended because I wasn't part of the beginning of the show. Maybe that's why. Eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five is the text line. Appliance Discounters, one of our great sponsors. Not only love their story, more than a decade ago, started with three employees, now six locations, employing St. Louis people. But I love the idea. Denise and her husband, John, he's a retired police officer, John Bradley, friend of the show. And she said, honey, we're going to get into the appliance business. And he said, okay. Got her brother, Tony, involved, just the three of them. We're at that Webster location, the one on Watson. Charlie's driven by there. I was there in that complex yesterday. What? Laclede, Watson. I went to the Jimmy John's, which is basically... Right, a uh, couple doors. Is that down. why your chair's squeaking? Have you been overeating again? <laughs> First of all, there's a lot of chairs in this uh, studio. We need to go get some WD-40. I actually have some in my car because do the, you? Uh, I do. Yes, the squeaky chair is the uh, the fifth member of this show today. I think if Frank, to be fair, had the same issue. With I think that Rock's chair. chair is a little Rock's squeaky. Cha- all the chairs are. 
which is what two. you which is what you want in a uh, radio studio. You want right. chairs that make lots of annoying mm-hmm. noises. But anyway, Appliance Discounters has the location in Webster that's right by the Jimmy Johns. They also have one in Fairview Heights, Illinois, City of St. Louis, South County, Baldwin, St. Charles. Get them online at theappliancediscounters.com. The biggest names in the appliance world. LG, Frigidaire, Samsung, Electrolux, Bosch dishwashers. Whatever you're in the market for, they've got a great prize, a great deal for you at one of those six area locations. Time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a live call or from when they produced, when they started producing those World War II uh, World Series recap movies, Harry Carey used to be the narrator on those. So this is Ken Boyer's Grand Slam for the 1964 World Series. I think the last Cardinal Grand Slam in World Series play? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think it might be. I, think, I don't yes. think they've hit one since. They've hit one in the postseason before or since then, but not World Series. Uh, so let's see how this sounds. Three, two, and one. tries a jump. Boyer smashes the deep to left field. This sounds like from the video. It might be out of here. It could be. It is a home run. You can't see the ball at all in the video. You just they just show the crowd. There's no ball. I don't know. That's where the it camera went. work. That's how they used to do World Series films. It sounds a little like audio after the fact. Like he's calling it, like watching the video. Like, are you ready to record our World Series uh, tribute, Harry? Sure. <clears throat> all right, three, two, one. Here's a pitch to Boyer. Gonna drive to left. It could be. It might be. And that's a home run. Brought to you by Greasedick. The first thing I thought of was Bull Durham, the away games, where they're broadcasting the games, listening on the radio, doing the... Uh, Person has a notepad, single. That's a single to right field. Ronald Reagan used to do that. Really? Did the Cubs games in Iowa. He was a radio guy in Iowa. You don't believe. You're going to look it up. Radio no, guy you. in Iowa, and you'd get the ticker of what was happening, and he would have to announce as it was happening. Well, that's a base hit. Went to Eureka College, Illinois. Who Central now plays Illinois. Greenville. See, it all comes full circle. 100%. That was not a terrible Reagan impression, actually. Props oh, thanks. to that one. I don't have to retire. You, you can keep the Reagan. All you do is just say, well, and you got something. Well, Nancy and I, there you go. Boy, would it be considered really lazy? Now, this show is stupid, but today's been good. This was a good show. Yeah, pretty good. Would it be considered really lazy for a broadcaster? Because Kerber was in Anaheim, or Los Angeles, rather. And there's a San Diego hockey team. So it's a short drive, probably about 90 minutes, two hours, depending on traffic. Got him, call him up, and uh, call the second period. What if you did that for every away game? So you're in Ottawa. There's uh, the Belleville Senators in Belleville, Quebec, AHL team. Next, you're in you're in Pittsburgh. There's the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Then you're in Buffalo. There's the Rochester Americans. What if every away game, you just called a, a 25-year-old, 30-year-old guy who wants to make it big, had to make the trip, and he took a period off? Curbs, did he go to Dismat or SLU or... <laughs> Nope, Martin, he's a local guy up here, a local Ottawa guy. Right, so he's, but, okay. And then Charlie and Martin every Friday, like, we're going to give opportunity. Stravager will be hosting this Friday, chance for him to kind of plug his website. And then uh, the, I think Zach's going to host the following Friday. Andy Banker will be in the Friday after that. This is this is sort of our way of giving back. It's great exposure. Yes. It's great opportunity. I've always thought, especially around the holidays, on, let's say, Thanksgiving, on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's, why not give someone that's never done sports before that opportunity on a big day when a lot of people are watching television to do the sports on a holiday, right? I still like the idea 
I know you don't want to work on holidays, but I still what? Like, no, I that's st- not I that's st- not what I meant at all. I like the idea of you just recording it on your cell phone and sending it in, like what you tried to do on that snowstorm. I like that. That needs to be done. I got a lot of hits. Yeah, it was very. I got to say that was one of the more creative things you have. <laughs> I'm being serious that you have done. It was a smart idea. It was a good idea. The only question I had was, you said you were stuck in traffic. I could kind of see like the neon there's, bar there's signs the behind him. There's that, that yeah. tennis ball that's used to make sure you Jeannie don't pull May too behind far. <laughs> and of course, of course, one person complained. Why are you on your phone in your car? I said, sir, I was idling at 0.5 miles per hour as I'm sitting on Lindbergh for two hours. I think I'm okay, but oh. thanks, for, thanks for watching. Spe- Chuck's my guy. Speaking of complaints, I got an email Ooh, sent nice. to the two Fox. They wanted to correct you because you did the late news sports right last night. I did. And the winning goal for DeSmet, double overtime win for the U-High, slew over DeSmet. Uh, They said, hey, just so you know, it was Jack Hazleton who scored the winning goal. You had it wrong, whatever. But actually, that's not who scored the winning goal because the whole story was his shot got deflected. So his teammate actually had the winning goal. So I was going to politely write them back and say, actually, we're both wrong, to be fair. Well, we listen to the broadcast. So you see this sometimes in the NHL. They'll credit one guy the right. goal, and then two periods later or after the game, they will credit somebody else that deflected it in or didn't. We were listening to the call of that game on the web, and that's how we determined it was who they understood, said understood. scored the goal. It, you And they, they pointed out, you guys said it was Gus so-and-so, but it wasn't. It was Jack Hazleton. And then well, I, I like Gus, okay? Yeah. Gus is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's March 14th, which is pie day. What's your favorite kind of pie? I'm not a big fan of the dessert pie. Oh, I, I think you're trying pizzas. I would say Scout's Pizza. Well, I was going to say, are you okay? All right, first Scout question pizza. is, if you're a kind of pie. My second question is, are you okay with people referring to pizza as pie? I don't like it's it. It's a pizza pie. Are you fine with that? I don't like Outside it. Outside of the actual restaurant pie pizza, the chain. Isn't that kind of a New York thing, though? Yes. Yeah. Slice of pie. Get your pie. Get what do you want slice. on your pie? The dessert pie question, I just think pumpkin pie is so good, but it's so specific to Thanksgiving. Yes. Pumpkin pie is overrated. It's Thank pecan you. pie all yeah, day. Yeah, pecan pie. All day, all night. Dang I could eat good. a whole pecan pie right Martin now. I won't. Martin strong with his, with his take on Yeah, it. I don't really care about a lot of stuff. <laughs> pecan pie. Is and at the top of the list. That pizza you brought in, I did have one slice. It's good. Seriously, it was really good. Not as good as Kirkwood Pizzeria, but dang close. But we wouldn't know because we've been waiting for Charlie to while. bring in Kirkwood Pizzeria. It's been a long time. But uh, the uh, and then Hoff was telling me because everybody I brought in the Scouts pizza. Carson's Cub Scouts made pizza. We brought some in. Frank wanted to sample it. Maybe it'll be the food pick next year. We were talking guerrilla marketing to sell more pizzas. I said, next time there's like a snow day at Fox 2 next February, on that bottom line where so-and-so's closed and the after-school program, I'm just going to put, Scout Pizza's available. Here's Carson's number. <laughs> Not that he has a phone. But think about that. You have the, the Little Caesars hot and readies. What are those, 5 bucks, five fifty? I got to be honest. Nothing against Little Caesars. I haven't had a... One of their pizzas is probably in okay. 10 years. Yeah, All I'm, I'm saying, I don't need though, it to be ready when I walk in. It's it's fine if it takes 10 minutes to cook. Hey, what do you want? I'd like pepperoni, half mushroom, a s- little bit of onion. Yep, we got one. It's uh, one of those. We got one of those sitting here. But they're 5 bucks. No, I get that. They make them constantly. I mean, you're paying $5. You can't really complain well, that much. My point I'd is I'd rather this. pay 10 and enjoy <laughs> exactly. it. I'm My just going to say. I, if you God got, bless them. If you got a van and you got just a, a warming box, if you went to Little Caesars, and you bought, let's say, 30 of them during a snow day, if you go to a neighborhood, nobody wants to leave the house. Don't you think you get 10 bucks a pop for those? 
Charlie's thought about this. Think a lot, about that. It seems Have like. him Venmo you. This is not a sudden idea. Walked you, into hot pizza idea. <laughs> people, people during a snow day don't want to leave the house. If you had a bunch of sub sandwiches or pizzas and you went door to door, I'm, I'm promising you, you'd make some money. Bring just random doorbells. Hey, how you doing? Are you the sports guy? Yep. Would you like a sandwich or a pizza? I've got them ready. Uh, <laughs> and they're hot. Sure. Did you do the sports in your car that one time? Yep. Did you want a uh, pie or not? <laughs> I would gladly. I would like to roll do tape sports on that. from my car. Maybe I'll set That's up a little. That's your thing. That's your new thing. Hold on. I would like to set sports up a little in your studio. Car. You got to get a truck. In my basement. Be Chuck Sportscast in a truck. The Sports Runner. Time now for the Fox 2 Sports Runner. Brought Chuck to you by truck. Offenberg Hyundai. I'd be just in my driveway, so I wouldn't have to leave the house. Yes. That's a great idea. It's you, a scam. Would you put on a like, nice clothing for it, or would you just be wearing a... I'd put on... I'd probably have shorts on, but I'd have a... Buckeye shirt. A coat and tie. You wouldn't be able to see the shorts. I uh, will say, Marshall Falk, idea guy, wanted me to do the sports wearing different jerseys every week. He said that would become your thing. Hmm. Uh, Mizzou, Auburn, Illinois, Iowa, SLU, Richmond. Who you got? Straight up. <laughs> SLU will win tonight over Richmond. I think that I'm going to go ahead and will they cover four and a half? It. Yes, and you, they'll you cover. You got to talk Chuck's language here. Mark. Well, Sorry. I mean, okay, if if one team's favored by nine, well, this isn't a gambling show. They're just <laughs> he's just asking if they're going to win or not. For your degenerate fans, call them later. <laughs> I think I think SLU wins. I think Illinois wins. I think Mizzou loses comfortably. Yeah, I think Auburn-Mizzou—that's a mismatch. Illinois-Iowa is the one Frank and I were saying. That's kind of a weird game because Illinois, every once in a while, puts it all together, and Iowa's been struggling. Ah, not sure. And the Tigers got trounced by Auburn yes. already. They're playing a basketball game 18 hours after they finished up. Yeah, their but what if game. Auburn is going to throw the game because you have to see once one more team in the tournament? And that's going to be Mizzou. And Bruce Pearl though has just added a couple of legal recruits for He'll tonight's cheat. game yes. only. He'll cheat somehow. Uh, and then finally, Blues Senators tonight. Who you got? There's no way the Blues lose, right? The Senators are terrible. I really I felt good about the Blues against Arizona at home. This is a lesser opponent. It's not a must win, but you need to get these points against a bad Ottawa team who's struggling with attendance. Isn't that crazy? Kerber was talking about how they, they built their arena. They hate their owner. They hate the owner. They hate the arena location. You would not think that would happen in Ottawa. I like the Blues winning tonight. Jake Allen, by the way, is in goal. I'm going to go ahead and say, how about 4-2 note? Chuck's call last night on the slew to cement hockey. He's like, oh, they win the game. And over, oh, what a, a thriller for those kids. But they didn't cover. <laughs> Uh, finally, uh, happy birthday to the Bull Weevil of Bevo Mills, mother-in-law, yeah. Betty Hoffmeister, texting in, turning 90, and they are going to one of oh, Kenny right. Wallace's hangouts, Hobos in St. Peter's. Oh, excellent. So that happy birthday. Fun. That'd be a great nickname for Brian, the Hoffmeister. I like that. I've been given that before. That's the end of the day. All right, that's the end of the day. First a word, though, about Mr. Milton. Yes, if you're sideways with the IRS, tax day is in like a month. Do you have uh, years of unfilled tax returns, keeping you up at night? If you're facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments, you need to contact former Department of Justice Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton, or Milty, provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. What better way to end the show... Hockey Bob just texted or just tweeted me. By the way, his handle is WTH cares. Who like the hell cares? who the hell cares? I love that. And he says to me, Charlie Marlowe, me and Martin Kilcoin are now bonded forever with pecan pie. Hashtag my favorite. You and your new best friend, Hockey Bob. Sure. What do you mean? Good guy. No, I, I love Try to Bob. sound a little Comes happier about it. Yeah, I love Bob. Comes to remotes.
Hey, Martin. Okay. My imitation of Bob. <laughs> They're very <laughs> similar. Similar <laughs> to Dr. Martin Rick. always does this. Oh, no. Any impersonation. Loosely. One out of every two impersonations goes back to Kevin Demoff. Yeah. It one, always becomes Kevin you're Demoff. You're one for two today. I, maybe not Dr. Rick, but Reagan was good. Don't forget, I said one word. Well, <laughs> and <laughs> I got gold. a passing grade. <laughs> Hey, Schnucks is one of our great sponsors as well. They're in your neighborhood, guaranteed. You know what you can do right now? You can go in there, get a little corned beef, get a little uh, Irish beer, probably got some Guinness there. Great beer selection. They also deliver, schnooksdelivers.com, and they sponsor the High School Athlete of the Week. They are plugged in with the community. You know that about Schnucks. You've known it for years. Stop by and see them and get the Deli Blues Special. Ask them about the Blues Special. They're big proponents of the local hockey team. Let's go Blues. The Hardline is next here on 590 The Fan.